It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you, with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations, so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to the Transfer Tracker Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And today we are going to talk about some of the players who have committed the best players and just give you a general update. Uh, So right now we're looking at nearly 1,500 players in the portal. There was about 1,800 last year. Really up until about a couple weeks ago, there was only about 200 players that had committed and most of the best guys were, you know, keeping the ink dry on their commitments. But in the last two weeks there's that's went from that to almost I uh, say 430 I think it was I saw earlier so guys are really starting to commit at a higher pace and a lot of the top guys are the first ones coming off the board you know as the schools will start to work down after you know their top targets commit and so we're getting more and more of the top guys committing Uh, Also, this week is the last week. Uh, May 1st is the day you have to have your name in the portal to assure yourself of eligibility next year if you have that free transfer still. So it's an important week in that regard. I think you could see quite a few uh, fence sitters jump into the portal, you know, late April, and that will be this week. So keep that in mind. That is something I think to watch for. Anyone that maybe thinks they they want to go in the portal, you just as well go ahead and and step in there and see what you can get if you're a pretty good player because that's your chance. It's possible, I suppose, they could give a waiver after the fact, but now will be the time to do it. Okay, so let's talk about my number one transfer who just committed yesterday, Nigel Pack. And he is going to Miami to play for Jim Laranega, who is will be 73 years old at the start of next season. No end in sight, apparently. Uh, good for him, though. He got a huge get coming off of an Elite Eight appearance. So he is going to have a good team returning, and he's going to add what I think is the most rock-solid transfer in the whole portal. And what did it take to get this guy? Well... Just $400,000 a year for the next two seasons. Uh, guaranteed, I guess, contract. Posted on Twitter by a lawyer. And also he gets a car. I, I doubt that's going to be, you know, a 2008 Toyota, Toyota Corolla or, or some beater. I'm sure it's quite a nice car as well. So, took a lot. This is the uh, the salary cap portion of the, of the show, I suppose. You know, I really wish that we had more public information about just how much, what is the budget, so to speak, for these guys with this NL or NIL collectives and the money that they're spending. You know, is this, like, how much did Miami really have? Did they have, like, $800,000 and they're spending 400000 of it on this? Did they have well over a million to give? You know, I, that's, the, that's the sort of things I hope we're able to find out the information in the future of. And, but I think, it, you know, if you're going to spend the money, this is money well spent, in my opinion. I think that he is going to be 
worth it. I think you can, it's the most, the best investment, I would say, out of most of these transfers. Some of the transfers you could see having maybe higher ceilings, but, you know, they have lower floors as well, and you might not get good return on your investment. So I think this is, uh, it's worth it. This is a, a good commodity to invest in if you are doing this, which, hey, if you're going to, if you're going to be in the transfer portal in this day and age, I think it, especially at this level, it's going to take that to get these sorts of guys. And Miami stepped it up, and now they have him on their team. And it's, I think it's looking pretty good for, for Jim Laranega. Okay, so let's move along to my number two transfer, Kendrick Davis. And he is staying in the American Conference, surprisingly enough, to going to Memphis. And this was a, a bit of an interesting pick uh, pickup, in my opinion. Uh, not for Memphis, but for him going to Memphis because they are facing some NCAA, you know, potential probation this year. So it, that's what made it a bit strange. And they've already had several players hit the portal themselves. So so they're they're trying to recoup some of their their talent. And this is certainly a good place to start. Uh, I guess that he. He just really, really liked it. Well, I'm sure they're dropping off a bag of money as well. We have no details on that as of yet, but uh, I guess he really liked Memphis whenever he, you know, played against them in their, you know, in the American Conference. And I, I can see that. You know, a lot of people when they think Memphis, they, you know, they don't really understand that they're like ninth in the nation in attendance and in, in 2020. And I think they even averaged about the same this year. But generally, a top ten team well supported they play in an nba arena um their budget is not what you would expect i think it's like 60th or something but they're they're good i mean they're they're a program that can you know recruit number one players in the nation james wiseman Derek rose and now they essentially have what i think is almost better than a, a number one high school player if, if you're looking for a guy that is going to be ready from day one to compete i mean he basically is that sort of player? So, I'm sure I'm sure they dropped off a bag of money as well, and uh, he he might not get a play on you know in the tournament this year. Uh, I don't think he's ever played in the NCAA tournament actually. Uh, I know NITs at, at SMU. I'm not sure about TCU his first year um, where he transferred from originally. I think it was TCU or Cal California TCU I believe. But yes, uh, big gift for Memphis Penny Hardaway. With uh, Kendrick Davis, who could have played literally pretty much anywhere in the country he wanted to. And he chose Memphis, so that's good for them. And I don't think this one's going to get them in trouble with the NCAA like I think Wiseman did earlier. So, yeah, that's uh, the good thing about living in the NIL uh, day and age. Let's talk uh, briefly about my number three transfer, Terrence Shannon. And it was reported that he was going to Michigan. But seems there's a holdup of some sort now. I think possibly with some transfers that I mean credits that aren't transferring. Uh, so we'll we'll keep keep that watch, see uh, how that goes. But it'll be a big get for Juwan Howard. But apparently Texas Tech is still pitching him pretty hard to stay. So we'll keep that one watch, see how it turns out. Okay, my number seventh best transfer, Jake Stevens. And whenever I originally saw this commit, I was like, what? That, that makes no sense. You know, because he's, he's going to Chattanooga. And what I didn't understand or hadn't put two and two together uh, was the fact that 
his coach had moved from uh, VMI to Chattanooga, both in the same conference, the Southern Conference, which is an underrated conference, uh, frankly. But, you know, just I didn't see the point. I was like, why is this guy transferring from, you know, one Southern Conference school to another Southern Conference school? But it's totally understandable when you when you actually know that this is his college coach and his coach had had moved on. Uh, so I understand why he would transfer anyway, given that circumstances. You know, that's something that it, people always talk about transfers and I can't believe all these transfers. Well, you know, coaches leave and, you know, how how, how could you punish the guy, you know, for wanting to leave as well and make them sit out a year whenever coaches up and leave all the time and I fall on the side that I think the transfer the the new one-time transfer rule I think I think it makes sense it's they I think they should allow that as a waiver anyway if your coach was you know fired or or left for a better job especially you should be able to leave as well and that's just kind of how I've always felt in general anyway but this is a, a big, big-time get for Chattanooga. And last year, they were a top-60 net team. They went to the NCAA tournament. Of course, their coach left and ended up at South Carolina. But you know, this VM, VMI had been very respectable, I think, under uh, this new coach. And he's moving to a situation where he's got a good team returning. And uh, just whenever I was thinking about the um, dynamics on the team, uh, there is a, a – transfer from Kansas to Sousa, who is also a, a big man, a, a center. Um, and I, I'm curious to see if they can actually play together because he's a more mobile center. I think he could guard out, you know, some stretch fours on the perimeter. And then on offense, you know, he could be the, the rim roller. And Stevenson is an incredible uh, – or Jake Stevens is an incredible three-point shooter, 49%. Um, we talked about him extensively. If you want to go back and listen to those podcasts, I talk about – all these players in the past, uh, if you want to go deeper into it. But, yes, he is a incredible three-point shooting. They ha- That's incredible talent in the post for Chattanooga. Uh, they both had, like, 30 PERs last year, incredible true shooting, just stats off the off the you know, page for both of them, which D'Souza didn't play as much last year. Maybe this new coach will, will figure a way that they can both play together and play more, frankly. I think that's an incredible uh, start to a team post-play uh, in, in front court. I think they they had a talented team, and I think they showed it pretty well. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what they can do and how, how it all plays out. And, you know, hopefully he won't lose too many players in the portal. I could certainly see uh, D'Souza having a little – little worries about his playing time at this point but i haven't seen anything about him transferring yet so we'll keep that watched as well this is also where the transfer rule could work in the favor of schools as well when they get a player like this and you know desus has already transferred he transferred from kansas where he wasn't playing much um to go to chattanooga so he's gonna have a much more difficult time transferring again he would have to sit out uh, unless he the ncaa you know lightens up on their their waivers and gives waivers uh you know, for a second transfer, but there's no indication that's actually going to happen. So we talk about that extensively in the uh, Circumscribed 25 podcast. Uh, 
them or episode excuse me uh just go back a couple episodes and find that and we we detail i, I think this is a thing that's under undervalued and underappreciated is that once you transfer you kind of have that player locked in so this is a, an example of how beneficial it could actually be uh to to lower major schools or anyone that's actually targeting and thinking about it in that frame but this is a good example here Tristan Newton, my number 12th best transfer at the moment, and he is going to UConn to play for Danny Hurley. And this is a big gift for Danny Hurley. He had actually seen Tristan Newton play in the American Conference when UConn was in the American. Tristan Newton had dropped 26 on his team, I think it was, so makes sense that he would want to go after that guy and uh i guess you know Newton had some exposure to to UConn. I don't know if they actually played at UConn that year, but Nonetheless, he's going to the Big East. I think he'll be, you know, quite successful there. I did read that he had, you know, got like six figures in NIL money as well. So that was quite helpful. Uh, two years in a row that ECU has lost two of the best transfers to uh, Virginia last year. Jaden Gardner transferred, and now Tristan Newton to UConn. So this is <laughs> it's tough for ECU um, to lose players like that and they lost elijah hughes a few years ago to syracuse so yeah i think a lot of schools are gonna end up being a farm team like this unfortunately uh you got to step up your game and and show, give them a reason to stay or they're they're not another player not coming back to his original school Tariq key who is 13th on my transfer ranking list he is headed to tennessee to play for rick barnes and i think it's a a very good get for Rick Barnes. He's just a six foot three, two oh five, rugged built guy. Scores had three incredible seasons at Indiana State. I think he's going to fit in well at Tennessee. Uh, with their, you know, they have like top five adjusted defense. I think he's going to be a, a good scorer. Now he's not ranked as highly by other places as I have him, but. I don't know if that's because he had an injury. He missed all of last season, but that concerns me less than I think most uh, simply because it was a shoulder injury. Injury. It wasn't a lower body injury. Uh, you know, I don't like that he missed the year and couldn't practice and get better and all that, but we've seen guys like Patty Mills, Paul George, not miss a beat at all, come back from shoulder injuries, shoulder surgeries, and not have any kind of issues. So I would expect that for him, especially being a young guy. And he was incredible in the in the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, three pretty incredible seasons. Shoots threes well. Um, you know he'd be a good part of their defense, I think. So very good get for Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, I think, is doing a good job at Tennessee, who historically hasn't you know been a great program, but won the SEC tournament this year and um, a little underwhelming in the NCAA tournament. But I think that can come around, and this is a, a good spot and going to be good help for that. Also, it's interesting to mention that he is from Tennessee originally, so he is heading back home. And our number 14th best transfer, Mark Sears, is also heading back to his home state to play for the flagship program in the state, Alabama. This is a big-time get for Nate Oates, who apparently was keeping an eye on his old stomping grounds of the MAC because... Sears was one of the best players in the MAC clearly last year. Averaged about 20 points a game, uh, six rebounds, four assists, I think it was. And he shot 41% from three point range. 
you put up those kind of numbers anywhere you can play and, and are going to be big time pretty much anywhere. And let's go to another uh, state of Ohio guy, number 15th best transfer on my list, Tanner Holden. He's a, an Ohio guy from Ohio, went to Wright State, and he's going to the flagship of Ohio, Ohio State. And that's a big-time gift for them. Tough loss for Wright State, who lost their two best players, actually. Holden averaged 20 points per game last year, 7.1 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 2.6 assists. He, I watched some video of him. He, he gets to the basket quite well. That, that seemed to be his game. He hit free throws, made six free throws a, a game at 79%. He didn't shoot the three-pointer very very much, but he it's there. I think it's there. He shot he shot 35% for his career on little less than half a make a game. That comes up to 41 of 117 in his career for 35%. So that's totally solid. Now that's low volume though. So we have to understand that you know teams are probably kind of daring him to shoot these shots and he's he's taking the open one. So you know, is he ever going to be a a guy that can, you know, up that volume? I would expect the the percentage to come down potentially if if he does. But I think it's something that you, that you would like to see him do because he he has he's six foot six. He gets to the rim. He you know makes his free throws. He's a good free throw shooter, which you know tells me that he could probably up that three point percentage. Perhaps uh, shot thirty four percent last year. Uh, he shot as as well as 42.4% his first year, 30% his second year. You know, it's it's interesting. This is a guy I think has the potential, though, to add that three-point shot, and he, he could be excellent. He's already a, a very good player. Don't get me wrong on that, but he could be excellent, excellent. And he helped Wright State get to NCAA this year. The previous year, they were like a top 75 net team. So he's and he averaged about 16 points a game on that that team. So he's a he's a he's a legit player, and it's a very big get for Ohio State. Okay, my number 21 best uh, pickup transfer this year, Dawson Garcia, coming from North Carolina, and he's going back home. See a theme emerging? <laughs> Seems like everyone here is uh, going back to their home state. I think this one was more of a necessity though because. He'd already burned his transfer waiver. And I think going back home to Minnesota, he's transferring to Minnesota, by the way, I think that will allow him to get a waiver from the NCAA because his family did have some some bad COVID issues. And he actually quit North Carolina, quit the team to to go 10 for them. So he is he does want to be closer to home. I think you can totally understand that. I think he will, will get the waiver, obviously. And it's a, a very big time get for them he he had originally started his career at marquette actually unlike some of the uh, previous transfers he had a, a big time high school pedigree he was a number 35 consensus player out of his class of 2020 but i like what he did on the court more i mean he averaged 13 points a game uh, six rebounds at marquette he was he played well last year as, as well at north carolina nine points uh, nearly six rebounds a game for them so yeah totally solid uh player big time pickup for minnesota okay my number 23 best transfer 
And this one's going to shock people. I mean, no one really has him ranked. I saw he was ranked like 90-something on one of the other, uh, you know, pay ranking systems. I got him ranked 23, and I think he totally deserves it. There's actually a case he could be ranked higher, in my opinion. And that's shocking. He's uh, from Florida Gulf Coast, and he's going to South Alabama. So these aren't schools that, you know, are – big time you know covered in glory uh, it's it, if you look at it on the surface it, you could probably like well, what is going on there but this guy proved it he proved it for three years at tcu he was a the starting center he averaged like eight uh, ten points and and nine rebounds one year and about 2.7 blocks and even got steals which for a six foot eleven 255 pound center to be averaging, I think he averaged 1.1 steals. That's pretty impressive. It's one thing that I immediately noticed. Yeah, he's nearly averaged uh, one steal a game at the center position. And last year, he, he totally didn't discredit anything he had done previously in his career, in my opinion. I mean, he averaged nearly 12 points a game, 10 rebounds, blocked nearly three shots a game, got that 1.1 steals. And he's got his played on successful teams. His freshman year... At TCU, he played in the NIT Final Four, was started, basically started every game. He did start every game at TCU. He started every game in his career, uh, but three-year starter at TCU. And his first year, he was totally good, of nearly eight points, seven rebounds, two, two blocks a game, uh, 25 PER uh, th- there, and nearly uh, most years in his career. Uh, 23, 24 PER, 24 PER last year, right at uh, where he's a career 60.1, uh, 61% true shooting. It's a guy that just gets it done, man. And he's got career 95 defensive rating, you know, and most of this career was at TCU and he had as low as a, a 91 defensive rating. So I, I don't know what people are missing here. I mean, he's done nothing to, you know, discredit anything i mean that, that he did at tcu it was all totally solid and and you know his his stat profile really fits right in the in the first tier and i, I i've got him right there on the first tier like at the or i think i'm actually moving him to the second tier just because it was getting so so large but you could actually can i think consider him as high as like a top 15 transfer and it's just a massive massive gift for richie riley and the guy as far as anybody out there, he is like the the transfer whisperer. I don't know what it is. Like last year, he got nine transfers, and they were all, you know, pretty big time. You know, coming from like LSU, and I mean, just really good transfers. And un- unfortunately, the best one, in my opinion, uh, Parham. He was from uh, Virginia Military Institute, and he'd averaged like eight eighteen points, four assists. And he got hurt. He had a stress fracture in the back, in his back. This is a guy that had played four years with, you know, no injuries. And then he gets a, a stress fracture in his, his back and he can't play all year. Very unfortunate situation. But they still improved a lot. They moved. They were like a, I don't know, 125 net team. And that was coming from 200. And he went out and got nine, nine different, nine transfers. I mean, that, that's pretty incredible in itself. And just some of the level of players that he was getting, like Parham, and uh, a couple guys from LSU, 
I think a guy from TCU and these some most of these guys have played and been pretty successful as well. And that it's just unfortunate. And they had a, another guy from Auburn who was a point guard, and he he unfortunately got hurt as well, missed about half the year. So they really didn't have a point guard. They, you know, their their top two point guards got hurt, and they were kind of playing more of a uh, a wing on the ball, and they they really weren't getting many assists from anyone. So. You know, I think this is a team with a lot of potential, especially if they can get Parham healthy and he comes back. And Samuel, oh wow! I mean, that's uh, that's the startings of a of a good team. And I've had my eye on these guys for for a while because I mean, it just popped off the page when you see last year and they got nine transfers and it's like, how is this going to work? And I, you know, he he got one of the one of the when Samuel went to Florida Gulf Coast last year, I thought, wow, that's like a huge get for you know the little guy the low majors and I didn't think that would happen again you know at that level but you know the same guy is moving to to South Alabama to play in the Sun Belt and I don't know what I'm missing I don't know why these uh you know P5 P6 schools don't want a guy who started three years every game you know in one of the best conferences in the nation the Big 12 and had a 25 PER. Like, what, what the hell am I missing? You know, like, why wouldn't you want that guy? Especially the way he plays defense. He might be one of the best defensive players in the country. I mean, he averaged like three blocks a game and one steal and had a defensive rating of about 94, you know. It's three years at uh, TCU and is a uh, huge six foot eleven, you know, 255, legit, legit size. So, I don't know, but I got him in my top 25, and I don't really see him getting pushed out, you know. Maybe there will be a couple guys, the fence sitters this week to enter the portal, but you're talking about a level of player that is uh, it's pretty big time. This is a big time get for South Alabama. Okay, guys, I'm going to get off my soapbox there. I think we'll cut this one here. I like to keep these about 25, 30 minutes. Um yeah, let's do a little house cleaning before we get out of here. Uh, I got a website. Go check it out. The Transfer Tracker Podcast.com. It's got the, the cheat sheet, the rankings. I'm working on class rankings. Just got an initial list of those as well. Um, also, check me out on Twitter. Give me a follow. Uh, just getting started on Twitter, actually. Uh, the Transfer Tracker Podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shoot me a shoot me a, a tweet, and uh, if you got any questions, let me I'll address it on the show. I think maybe we'll hopefully get a mailbag at some point. All right, that's it, guys. I'm get you out of here. Rock on. Cool. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why you such a dork, man? What are you talking? Check about? you later. Check you later. <laughs> at Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy. The beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.